I call him a Pokemon collector because he's one of those like, <laughs> oh, geez, he's like, I me. need an Asian friend. I need a trans friend. I need a black friend. I need this. I need that. And you know what? At like, at first glance, it does kind of feel like almost like a Pokemon collector. But when you really d delve deep and know Helmut, he really is just trying to get this 360 degree view of humanity. And so I will say that I, I think that that's, I wish more people did that. That's funny that you referred to as a Pokemon collector. But... <laughs> Gotta catch them all. And that's one of my favorites. Shut up. <laughs> catch them all. <laughs>
I hope they are too. Yeah, or even if you just gossip about us, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they ain't talking about us. Right? I don't have any business to gossip about, so. Oh, please. That's not what I heard. Please, exactly. <laughs> that's not what you lied about, probably. <laughs> oh. I'm the one starting the rumor. Let me tell you. Yes. If they ain't talking about you, you ain't right. doing something right. Right, exactly. Any any press is good press. Not necessarily. That's what I hear. So, dolls, I, um, I really wanted Lynn to come and share with you a, a little bit about her coming to a um, a place of um, gayness. Yeah, allyship. allyship. I, was like, I was like, it's with an A. <laughs> a allyship. Gayness. A. Um, because you have an incredible a- Gayness ally. with an A? Like anus? Oh, like, Jesus. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Surprise. Surprise. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's so like Bennett to bring up booty. Why is it always me? Why is it always me? Some kind of always Some trauma. You should unpack some anal trauma. <laughs> 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 All right, Liz. So tell us a little bit about how you became an ally and fell in love with this community. You know, I um grew up in a family that was extremely accepting of all people. And being a younger kid, I always wondered why and how and what is this and who are these people? We always had, our family always had, we were surrounded by such amazing folks and people who were really interesting and who just loved and took care of us and took care of other people and really created an incredible sense of community. And so I've discovered having gay members of my family. And I thought that was like the coolest shit in the whole world. <laughs> you sound like my brother. He's I mean, like, he was so jazzed when I came out. <laughs> I, and I thought, wow, what, what is this? And so I just remember having a conversation with my older brother who was like, you know what? It's acceptance. It, it, that's all it is. is and, your it's, older and it's gay? love. No. Oh. But I have a gay nephew and I have a gay oh, uncle and it's you grow up and you know what it is, but then you know that you know the good side and you come from a family that's accepting and loving. And then the older my nephew got, the more I saw the families who weren't. When he made friends mm. with kids who were not um out to their family and even when they did the 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 what the, the things that happened the backlash mm-hmm. and yes. the mm-hmm. don't talk to us or we're going to disown you and all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things yeah. and so seeing that made me want to love people right mm-hmm. and then i went to the university of georgia and all hell broke loose oh i bet <laughs> and i <laughs> i started working for the the housing department there and for like my, athens my, or for uga for uga oh and so I met Tony Kearney, who, whilst Cherry Secret here in Atlanta, Armorettes, and Vernon Wall, who who is a former Armorette, um, and is he was Coretta Scott Queen. Um, <laughs> and so they would perform at the Armory, and I don't know if you guys were able Coretta to Coretta Scott Queen. Yes, that shit was fabulous. <laughs> and so we that was my first introduction into the nightlife of of gay world. And it was called right? the Armor? The Armory. Armory. The armory. Armory. And that's where Armorettes came from. Yeah. I was like, I've never even yeah. heard of the Armory. I, I, I think I'm old enough to be all your your mothers. I, I'm oh, old no, enough to be it. your mother. Um, but Not me. I don't think, I, I don't think was, so for don't me. Don't could be spouses. You're like my big I don't think so for me either. You're like my, my sis. Zach, Zach's rubbing my hand. He better watch out. <laughs> um, so I would go to the Armory, me and my friends, um, Brett Hulse, Taper Hat, Stacy Fox. We would we were orientation leaders. 
for our University of Georgia Housing Department, and we would go and be in this amazing place where there were drag queens and there was dancing and there was all this music and we were like yes and so <laughs> we would drive we would make a drive from Athens to Atlanta and then drive back and sometimes it was like on a Monday morning after we had party <laughs> after we had party down all hungover all hungover mm-hmm. all smelling like just college everything kids. Yeah. college kids oh sweat, college cigarettes. kids oh sweat cigarettes oh, sex whatever smells. it could be oh it was just awful <laughs> um, and I remember we would do Monday nights at Velvet which was the world renowned Velvet Club downtown mm-hmm. because they had the kilt night and the guys would wear the kilts with no Velvet? underpants ooh can we do this again no yeah and so <laughs> but it's excited I, I saw Sounds in that though i'm a i'm a i'm a we grew up at the the tail end of the aids epidemic and so i saw how people around these folks mm-hmm. were dying and that we had people in the community that passed along and i was like what is this and why don't why is there nothing being done about this yeah. you know and so my commitment was to my friends then and everybody even now you know, to make sure that if you are someone who is LGBTQ plus trans binary, whatever you want to, whatever you identify as you're seen and you're heard mm. because we've lost that. I and think cared a for. little bit and cared for. It's so funny that you say cared that cared for because I just read an article today that it's, uh, they're testing pretty much a functional cure for HIV 2021. Uh, finally, yeah, finally, finally, and you grow up, just begging and hoping and wishing that we oh, would have begging, hoping, wishing. And I've seen, you know, documentaries that were released over the last couple of years about that epidemic. And I really think that people don't realize the, 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 the it was such a traumatic thing for mm-hmm. people to not be able to help the people that they loved who were dying dying and so it brought back a lot of memories this whole pandemic thing i don't know you know i'm sure maybe other people have talked to you guys about it before but it brought back such a a jar in me i'm like eerie feeling just awful eerie feeling and there was even a point in time where they didn't even know how it was spread so your family member could be dying and you don't even want to be in the same room as them for fear not because you don't love them because you don't know if you're going to get it yourself yeah you know and so you know just knowing that there has been documentaries made there's there have been many many more articles about what that epidemic was and what Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. then and the reflection in what has happened and you know what happened in 2020 and even so it's a recommitment to this community for me and i think maybe at 50 that's something for me you know but yeah. i want i want i want everyone to do it you know and i think my recommitment comes from having a trans niece oh that's and amazing and that is whoa whoa that's something else because our trans brothers and sisters really need us. Right. They, they do. really do. Um, because people don't, you know, they don't get it. And then a lot of the discrimination that I found is within the gay community. Yes. For our trans brothers and sisters. And I'm like, wow, how do we how do we combat that? And we're asking everyone else for acceptance. What is this? Yeah. How do we do this? Mm-hmm. And so it, I want more than just a housing program for them. I want yeah. more than just a mental health program. I want some some 
social responsibility and some diversity training within this community about our trans brothers and sisters. Yeah. That is so true. It's parallel almost to the way the black community treats the gay community. It's yes. just, Absolutely. It's their yes. rejection of this idea. They There's don't so understand. many parallels between the our oppression. black community and the gay community. Absolutely. Yes. Actually, when I was in college, I think I wasn't even out yet, but I knew I was gay. And one of the most painful things was there was this black woman mm -hmm. and I, you know, I grew up around always around black people and I always had a deep connection with the black women. And she she essentially was anti-gay and it broke my heart because oh, it was like wow. this is the same fucking oppression mm -hmm. just just in a, a different form. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And so Imagine I think that broke both. Right? And so Ooh. that and so that broke my heart and it, and fast forward to today, now it's the same thing again. This mm -hmm. hatred even coming from our own community. Yeah, absolutely. You know I am. I, mean? um, I am super proud, if I can say this in our finale, that I did not expect trans voices to come out mm -hmm. onto our podcast. I didn't feel like that was going to be like a big theme for us. Mm -hmm. But if I look over what we did, we had so many great voices of of the trans community, and yes. we asked the dumb questions. Yeah. The dumbest. We did, yeah. right? And, and, but it was like, it was like light bulb moment after light yes, bulb moment. totally. You know? And I, I feel like I've learned so much in this year just about that community yeah. Yeah. and our responsibility. I just, definitely an underserved and underheard community that I feel like a lot of people just kind of throw to the wayside because they see yeah. it as something that is irrelevant to the... I would say the propulsion of their own lives so they don't they really discount what they have to say in their place in the world so while they are also marginalized like people who are gay or lesbian i feel like a lot of times we discount it because they're not gay or they're not lesbian and we just right. think of them as like this alternate cousin when it's not what they are like they deserve the same seat at the table as us they deserve the same rights as us and they deserve the same energy we have for each other mm -hmm. like yep. if we can put so much energy into uplifting ourselves why can we not give that energy to this community that is dying for it absolutely yep. dying for it and you said oh we ask all the questions but isn't that really what a part of gaining allyship is yes, yes. it's understanding yes. It's yes. asking the questions yep. and understanding and coming from a place of complete and utter communication and right. love and love and respect if you right. respect if you come from yeah. a place of respect there's no yeah. wrong one of the approach. one of the first things i said to avery was please you know if i say something offensive don't take it as that i i mm -hmm. we, we were just trying to exchange ideas and you and i i even told her i was like i'm ignorant when it comes to a lot of no. trans issues angry i want to just also say this before you put me move on helmut um, does a, uh, and I've made fun of him on this podcast, and I want to, I want to <laughs> say, I want to, I want to clear the, I want to clear the air. I think what's, um, I call him a Pokemon collector because he's one of those like, <laughs> he's like, I need an Asian friend, I need a trans friend, I need a black friend, I need this, I need that, and you know what? At like, at first glance, um, it's it, it does kind of feel like almost like a Pokemon collector, but when you really d delve deep and know Helmut, he really is just trying to get this 360 degree view of humanity. And so I will say that I, I think that that's, I wish more people did that. Why, if you don't have a black friend, why can't you reach out to somebody who is? Why, if you don't have a trans friend, this, this is a problem. Like, mm -hmm. th this is why people don't communicate. This is why our country is so divisive. Well, white privilege is. It's the yes. little bubble that they have and the one they right. stay in. Right, and yeah. then now you don't know any other point of view. And then you stay small-minded. You know, it's so. Uh, thank you for that uh, that call out. I will say that I think that there's something. I guess I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you were like I was in 
straight land, right? And meeting all these different straight people <laughs> across, the, across the globe, across the Ciao. globe, right? And I met all these Ciao. different places. And then when you're kind of, when you're not traveling internationally and you're in one place and you start to go, okay, where's the adventure here? At home. Jesus. No, I'm serious. Right, Where's right, the right. adventure? Oh, the adventures in all the different lives, mm -hmm. whether they were socioeconomically highly advanced, right, or if they're very poor, or if like every every kind of spectrum, right? There's an opportunity to yeah, learn for the diversity, right? Mm -hmm. Some aspect where all it's an adventure. I mean, it sounds as silly as like reading a book, but to me, I go read a book about someone's like great adventure to you know the jungle, and that's cool. But I can meet people who have lived such their everyday stories. life. There's adventure, yeah. yeah, and that's Absolutely. an adventure. And and it, that's funny that you were referred to as a Pokemon collector, but <laughs> got to catch them all. And that's one of my favorite. <laughs> catch them all. Child, child, I cannot child. That's what I was saying. Child, but I love too. you for that because you. It is. It, it is. It it's really endearing. is a part of being someone who won wants your life to be enriched by other people mm -hmm. who haven't had your similar experience because if you get if, if you look around we had 2020 right yeah we child we had our mm -hmm. we had 2020 20 wow talk 2020 about it 2020 had us you know what i look <laughs> back on it now and i am so thankful that i was alive to see it same yeah, 2020 was hard, crazy, was chaotic, but it was necessary. Hard, crazy, chaotic, yeah. and as a black woman, I'm so glad I was alive to see yes. it. And and not only for just being black, but for what I represent in my own life and my mm -hmm. value system and my friends within this community mm -hmm. and my friends within the Asian community and the Hispanic community because we we will never take a step back. We That's won't. the whole thing. Yeah, is that everybody needs to just hold on because this is not over it's not over yeah. but you want to make sure that you don't do that per performative allyship that you see mm -hmm. all over social way media too often. way too often it's constant it's even with the whole thing with the braves and the chop i'm like i the saw top. your ass buy some you know, like club level seats <laughs> to go to a playoff game you know, years ago, and you're doing it again, but then you are saying, oh, yeah, that's just horrible. Let me put this on my Instagram page. Or you work for an organization, and you, the Braves might support you for an event, but you're going, oh, but you're going to take that money, right? Mm -hmm. So it's either you draw... For, doing the, for right, the people making fun of the chop? The chop, because it's offensive for Native yeah. Americans. And so we brought this topic up over really? and over and over again. Yeah. We Is brought it, like it up over and over. And over. Uh huh. It's yeah. Like it's chopping wood. It's it's like it's, a, it's basically like a that. ritual that is ritual. unique to a Native American tribe that is now being used in sports. In sports, yes. And for profit. <sighs> and so it's not just so the Braves that have done it. It's other. It's a thing. Other, yeah, it's a thing. And so when I see these people, I'm like, but you go to the Pride Night and you have no problem with that. But then all of a sudden now you want to have a problem with this. But then. I see that you went to the uh, you went to the playoff game. I, I'm not so that's to me the whole performative mm -hmm. allyship. Even some of the uh, corporations around this around the world who took out big ads, you know, oh, our people believe in this and we believe in that. And oh my god, all these big, black people that randomly ended up in commercials, the, right? So I've never seen more Wait, black happened? people in commercials last year. When all those um, protests oh, were yes. happening, every every commercial was a black person and a gay person. Right. Or a lesbian couple in every commercial, like out of nowhere, literally. And then it's yeah, the yeah. people who take it and turn it to themselves, their their own self lens. It's mm -hmm. like so selfish. I'm like, 
it's not about you, bitch. It's <laughs> really come on. I give want me a, a t-shirt break. that says this. It's not about it's you. It's not bitch. about you, and that is performative allyship yeah. in, at its worst. And so you don't want to do that. And you don't want to be that. And you don't want to sit in a room where people do it. I, I did it recently for a work thing where there was a, a guest speaker. He was supposed to be motivational, <laughs> but to. that was the first supposed time to be. he was, he was allegedly, supposed to be allegedly motivational. Allegedly motiv- motivational. And his story is a story of a white man who went to prison and he met someone who turned him around, turned him out. Turned him around, oh. not turned him out, child. Dante's all in that. Dolls, have you ever been to the toy party? No, no, no. Not that kind of toy party. The toy party. Atlanta's premier holiday party. The Kid for All of Us toy party is back and it's in person this year. This is honestly one of my personal favorite parties of the year. It's fun, best of, and you get a chance to dress up in your most dashing holiday attire, what I know you all have. And guess what? You can jingle, mingle, and prance the entire night away. The best part is, all of this will be for a great cause. Over the past 18 years, this organization has been able to donate over 64,000 gifts to kids in the Atlanta metro area. You're probably wondering, when is this party you keep telling me all about? Well, it's Sunday, December 5th, from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Biltmore Barrooms, darling. Tickets only $35, and to attend, you only have to bring a gift for a child valued at more than $20. And guess what? The best part is you don't even have to go through the process of getting it wrapped. Ask yourself this question. Do you want to be naughty or nice this holiday season? Go to ForTheKid.org to buy your tickets today. Up on the website, click, 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 ForTheKid.org to get your tick, tick, tick. Again, that's ForTheKid.org. See you there. There is something, though, about, um, I would call it authenticity, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. it is, um, it's challenging to be authentic because so much of our lives, we are taught to act. Mm-hmm. We are taught to put on yes. a face, or we're mm-hmm. taught to be this for that audience and that for audience. And it's also like you were—I think you said you were kind of touching on it. Like it is a—it's complicated in in the way of you do. If that really is how you feel as a corporation or as a person, there's a way to do it that that is authentic. Yes. And you don't want to. And the last thing you want to do is demonize people that are trying to make the first step towards mm-hmm. equality, right. even if that is as dumb as posting a black square on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I think, um, I think, I think the where black that square pissed me off. Because, Why? Why? Because too often in life I have come around to people who in moments of intense pain or intense high emotion will say something to kind of soothe it over to make it seem like they care, but they do nothing else besides that one action. And there were countless amounts of people who took the little time to put the Again, black screen on the Instagram and do nothing else. And I'm like, you're, it's not, you can't say that it is gaining perspective because it's not, you don't gain any perspective. You don't support me at all by posting that back square if you do nothing but else. But isn't one, but isn't one, but isn't one step better than zero step but it's or not a, step a step backwards? What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that that's not a step. That is something no, that, that is so, well, you, don't let, that you, don't, you don't know that person. You don't know that person. What I'm saying is this. Yeah, you don't know those persons. What I'm saying is this. There are people who do one thing to make it seem like they care for the sake of saving their own personal image. When posting that black square did not come as you reading an article. It's not you helping someone. It's not you donating to an organization. It's not you gaining perspective. You're posting a square so you don't look like you're not supporting what is most popular. And right. it's an intense moment. It's like trauma porn. And but, people well, people yeah. do that all the time with any kind that's of what I, social That's what we're music. talking about. Is that though, performativeness. There, but there is a portion of people that I think you can say yes, yes no, that's true. 100% there's people who do care, but well, I'm no, saying... I think the majority of people who... who I would like to think the majority of people had some connection that finally said, I'm, I'm willing to make this a public statement. I would hope. Well, some people, and, and this is where I, I have learned to give humans grace. Mm-hmm. 
and I've learned to not only just say, but to educate, because some people didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I truly and firmly believe that nothing would have been done if we had all not been stuck at home mm-hmm. and we all were tuned into social media. Yep. And this one brave child, this one brave girl said, this is happening. They're killing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for some people that was shocking, whether you be black, white, gay, straight, green, yellow, that was shocking. Yeah. To this day, I cannot watch that video. I cannot. Mm-hmm. It's painful. It's kind of like I still haven't come to to terms with the Pulse shooting. Yeah. And I realized that in in my own therapy, I'm still angry about it because what what they were all killed doing, I did every Friday and Saturday night with my friends. And that's what we do to be together and have fun, especially in the LGBTQ plus culture. That is, that's our gathering point. Yeah. Yeah. And so for that black square, there were some people who said, well, what do I do? And so I said, what do you want to do? Yes. Because that was the first time with some of my friends who were white, who were Hispanic, right. who were Asian, that we had those conversations and had them for days. And it was long and it was exhausting. But I was proud of anybody that made a first step. I agree. And, and I did anything. And, and I think that some all too often, it's the person who starts the first step. They, the, the, whoever started the first step you know, um, they should have said, hey, instead of just posting this black square, you can read an article, you yes. can donate, yes. you can yes. do that. Yes. You that's know, what I was, just I was because doing. it didn't take, just because it didn't take a, the step forward that we would have all liked, at least it was something. And that's the way I look at it. But yeah. I see, I do definitely see the other. Because I'll tell you, we've had a lot of milestones come out of all of that. And, and allyship True. And I definitely judge people who didn't post it. Because it's almost like, I'll tell you that. A good example of that, as you remember the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? Yes. Yes. 90% of the people who did that could not tell you what the fuck ALS ALS was. And they did not donate a dollar to the organization, but they were doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. But that's kind of our society anyway. And that's what what I mean. And that's what I want us as a society to take a step further when we do these things that are so performative. It's like, let's do something that is tangible. Let's do something. And there I was thinking all these people were giving money to some were but a lot of people do things for the sake of it's just what's in it's like we are as a society i've read articles about this i heard about this we're like we are invested in trauma porn we get high it's an unconscious subconscious high where we like see people go through something and act in it like we jump yeah. in and have an opinion we have a thought about it but it's like what are you doing to help but isn't the als challenge if you get challenged to do it and don't don't put the bucket of ice on your head. Then you have then to Then you have it. to give money. But what I'm saying Not is if like, you do. I don't even was know. Do, everyone was damn dumping water on their heads, not even doing it the way it was supposed to be done. Like, you're getting right. tagged. Oh, my friend tagged me now. Okay, cool. You didn't even do it. But this is the way. It's almost like right. when you are thinking yes. about you're on the highway. There's an accident. People are selfish. Like, like there's an accident on the other side of the highway. Everyone's yeah. looking at the accident, slowing traffic down. But how many people stop to see if they're okay? Yeah. yeah. How many people call yeah. the cops to see if that person the was one thing I will say, ALS got some uh, brand awareness. They and they definitely made money. They too. definitely made money. Lots. Some. Yeah. But you know, that, that, that is, you know, again, but, I, I found myself educating people and it was okay, but it was exhausting, you know? I think, I think that if you look at all these things, though, in aggregate, it kind of, it reminds me of the importance of the individual. So, mm-hmm. like, if you can swim with the whole crowd, right? And there's a lot of tendency to want to do that in this country and culture, the, mm-hmm. the fitting in, the whatever. But then the reality is we had so much time sitting alone. There were some, some things that we had to work out as a society 
the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement marching, all of that was one of the things that was like a sore, like a cancer in our society that we had not addressed while we were all busy running around making money. Mm-hmm. And we finally stopped. That's one of the things that we worked through. I even think about th- this effort, right? And what we, we decided to do with our time, right? right? Where you're like, hey, what are we doing in the queer community? Why yes, are but we let, not? Let's you know, not also dismiss the whole other half of the country that was saying that they were thugs taking over the street. Oh, oh no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not no, let's not dismiss lot, that part. I'm not One thing that. that was so I'm exhausting saying, from last year was how many times I had to defend yes. people protesting for the simple fact that they were protesting. Yes. Yes. There were so many exhausting like, uh, conversations that I had to have. About, it's not all kumbaya. Yeah, I'll like tell you. No, what I'm saying, though, is the individual at the end of the day, people took their sides. Right at the end of the day, people became more clear about whatever their issues, wherever they sat, and the people who wanted to start learning have started learning, and it's a, a very, very important true. movement because there's a lot of people that I know that are in their twenties and thirties, very different dialogues yes. around how are we hiring, why are we not yeah. doing this, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? Yes. I mean, which is great. Yes. It's a spirit that was created yeah. in youth that will hopefully change and it oh, will it 100 will with the youth but i think the issue isn't with the people who want to learn so they learn to people who want to change so they change the issue lies with the people who don't want to learn and don't that's where we need to be investing time and well energy. isn't that an, isn't that the issue with everything that's been the yes. issue for so long yeah, right. but, but it's what requires the most attention because if we give it no attention it's like allowing that cancer to grow it's like we oh you know you have cancer there let's go ahead and talk about your good blood pressure you let's know talk about your good cholesterol right. like no let's deal yes. with the issue like this You're is right. the issue right but you know right. that's where that's where if we think about that, like, think about this selfishly as a queer community, we have to learn to love ourselves mm-hmm. and we do have to learn how to love the others outside. Because without that dialogue, without us reaching out to others who don't have that level of love for yeah. us, I get it, right? Because we talked a lot when we started the podcast about not wanting to be, you know, it's, it's wearying. It's weary. It makes me weary to be the teacher. But... That's where we are in our yeah. generation. Yeah, you were actually about to know? talk on that, I feel like, before. I yeah, I mean, I think About how it gets so tiring. And I bet it's, it is, a, bla- it, a, piece, oh, it's a person of color that becomes very... T- it we, it you've can talked be exhausting, it. you know? It's kind of... I was... At, at one point, I even told people, if you're calling me just to see how I'm doing, that's so great. But today, I don't have a lesson. I don't have it in me. Yep, that is so true. Oh, but as Jesus. I saw my friends learn... And be aware and all of this carrying over into our friendship and things that they do. For instance, you know, Sports Illustrated for the first time ever, their three cover models were a black trans woman, a black athlete, and a black female singer. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who was black give me all three of those magazines. Well, then I had a friend who's white, gay. <laughs> All my gay boys love them. <laughs> what's not to love? I know. What's not to love? Child. Do the same thing. And I said, I said, what, what, Kevin, what, how, how, what? He goes, I have a brother who subscribed to this magazine all his life. I've seen it. He said, and every man knows what it is. It's Sports Illustrated. He said, but never before have they done this. And I thought that would be something to commemorate you and what you've taught me. And I'm like, are you serious? I said, you really ran around and bought these (laughs) magazines. And I'm going to cry. 
but that was the most beautiful thing because he was like that that represents being seen right that's what you told me i did tell you that and i'm glad you learned that and so that was just a beautiful gift that is that is beautiful 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 from sonia who gave it to me too but also beautiful in the whole wow i think that was something last year that was very heart-wrenching but touching at the same time as you really saw who you're real like as a black person who really cared about your well-being and your ability to succeed in life more than ever before because the black lives matter women as i said like it's not anything that's mm-hmm. new it's been around for 10 years but last yeah. year was the first time you saw people really look at it and when people were looking at it it showed who your real allies mm-hmm. were who were the people that were reaching out and asking questions and then it showed you, sad enough as it is, though, like who really didn't like that, like that type of, mm-hmm. they would call it controversy almost, that you would bring it up or talk about it. And that was hard, but it showed you who those people were. It identified the people who you know really love you for who you are and what you represent in the world. So now at almost, almost a year, almost a year and a half from some of those events, and really now a, a full year of doing, doing the podcast, mm-hmm. from those things that happened, where do you think we are now? Making progress. I don't think we've gotten to the finish line yet, but I definitely think we started the race finally. I think for a long time we're preparing for the race. Mm -hmm. I feel like last year the race started, Mm. and now we're just in it, and we're trying to see how Mm. far we can get along. Yeah. We're on the way to somewhere very beautiful, and I don't mean to cut you off, but it's just, it's exciting to see, you know, throughout history, you look through each century, there's been like a major revolution that has started near the beginning of that century. And we're finally in this 21st, what is 21st chapter, 21st century. Yeah. We're finally, this is what, this is what is happening. You're seeing the marginalized individual get a chance to have a seat at the table. How does that look now? How did it look in the past? And how does it look going forward? You're looking at governments yeah. taking a look at themselves. You're looking at people taking a look at themselves. Corporations. Even, Corporations even today, the United States, as sad as it is, but as necessary as it is, was charged with five different counts of genocide all around the different mistreatments of black and brown people in this country and gay and trans individuals in this country. And while on the front of it, that is sad and heartbreaking that the country is going through that, what it does is it finally makes us take accountability for our actions yeah. and in the future help us go somewhere forward moving. This podcast, as little as it may seem to us, is a part of something that is mm-hmm. gonna be great for the future of the world. Every gay television show, every queer television show, every trans voice that is uplifted where we are right now is gonna be crucial to our success as a society and as a nation and as a world as a human race as we move forward into the future and it's true yes i mean absolutely i think we have come not as far as we're gonna go i'm very hopeful because mm-hmm. i have you know nieces and nephews and their friends who talk about yeah. this mm-hmm. and our youth they have a very different perspective even yeah. before 2020 happened they to sit down and listen to a group of young people to me is a gift. It's just a joy sometimes mm, yeah, it is. because they don't think about things the way generations before mm-hmm. them ever have. And so it's crazy, but I think the youth, I think, I think young America is going to change the world. They are. And I hope they keep moving towards this with the guidance of all of us who yeah, want I, to see them succeed and, and a lot of these yeah, a lot of these big campaigns are coming from the next generation. Yeah, coming I, from the I next generation. I sound so fearful and that's not a place I usually come from. I think it's because um you know, my my father was um born in Germany. Mm-hmm. He's post World War 2. Um and his family though they were socialist dissenters saw all the 
you know, the destruction and, and the, the terrible things that the Germans um, did. And there's a part of me that thinks about, you know, it was very unpopular to be black or gay or, or any minority in most of Europe and most mm -hmm. of the Western world at that time mm -hmm. um, because it was a hard time. And I always think like, man, I want all of this to happen, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But I also want the elders, right? Meaning the elders right now, the baby boomers, to let it happen. Because yeah. this acceleration of change is unprecedented, yeah, right? It's unprecedented. The information, the internet, yeah. the it is fast. And for some of these but old what's, folks, what's they so don't change. They, yeah. they don't no. want to change. What's, what's so they're, sad they're is they believe yeah, it. they believe there there's a thousand ways to fact check. But the older generation literally does not. No, you know what I mean, and that's don't. and that's what's some crazy. Of them. Some uh, of and them. I will mm -hmm. also say this: uh, the, there's a big difference in Germany post Hitler and America post slavery. They Germans are very remorseful. Yeah, they are. They 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 try to. They don't. They if they they you know it's it's a it's a stain on that country. And here we still have ge generals well, uh, on the oh, Confederate. Still, they still have the Confederate flag. But there's flag. a reason. There's <laughs> yes. a reason why. So in Germany, you had Germany, and then you had this blip where a different government took over. That government was removed, and they moved on. What happens in America is you saw them cover up what they thought was right. bad. And, then it and wasn't, still trying. Oh, yeah, no, the Germans, yes. yeah, the Germans and dealt with it. Yes, they, they, they dealt yes, with they it. Dealt oh, with it. They, they, you we know, haven't done that here. People we haven't done it who, here. They did the Emancipation Proclamation, shot the man who did it, and then didn't enforce it. I, my grand, my great-grandparents were born into slavery 40, 50 years after the Emancipation Proclamation. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's disgusting Our how these two countries have... has done... It's, we've so we so we so we we believe the race has started, which is important. Yes, yes absolutely. We're a part of that, which we're is a part of that. I mean, we still have generals on Stone Mountain, thirty and minutes away. Have, I call it the, I mean? the loser's monument. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. but that's that's the thing. Other countries don't celebrate the loser. Why are we? Because right, well. we it's it's a we can have an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we, we have, have a whole episode. episode. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. Hey Helmut, where do you get your prep? I'm my local pharmacist. Really? Have you heard of AHF Pharmacy? They are not-for-profit. Uh, those pharmacies exist? <laughs> I know more than you. 96% of all of their profits go to help those in need. Wow, 96%. Yep, and they deliver free to your home for all your drug needs. They even staff HIV specialists. It's a full-service pharmacy. Ooh, I like full-service. How do I learn more? <laughs> Look them up at ahfcheshirebridge.com. ahfcheshirebridge.com. I said what I said. Ooh. <laughs> So let's let's talk about what um, what we're most thankful for as we sit here and think about not not just 2020, but 2021 is almost wrapping up. We're all most of our this listeners our are about to get ready year. for Thanksgiving, Ooh. right? What what are we thankful for as we think about our 2021? Me? You should tell us. Oh. What does help me, Lucerno Domogowski? Well, for me, I think I am extremely thankful for trusting um I, I don't think i very much listened to my heart as much mm -hmm. kind of i was running through corporate america and and i had a very humbling episode of nine months of no job um fun employment yeah fun employment <laughs> but i got to work on this stuff that's hard stuff that's inside stuff and i I'm thankful that I came through a lot of really difficult things with my family. I'm I'm so thankful for this crew. 
Um, it's been an amazing time. <laughs> get Aww. emotional, but um, and it's been hard to keep going sometimes because you're like, why am I doing this message? I'm just a flawed ass man at 45 years old trying to do this, and then you're like, wait, we're all flawed. Yes, mm -hmm. we're all doing. It's our embracing best. that flaw. It is. It is. So I'm thankful that. I've stepped in the ring. Oh, I've shit. done those things. <laughs> you okay? okay? <laughs> Hit the mic. Really? Um, I am. Yeah, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that um, it's it's all worked out for good. And we have so many exciting things planned already for season two. That teaser. I'm, yeah, I'm freaking <laughs> so excited about. Freaking so and excited. All the right people keep showing up. Oh, the universe keeps bringing the right energies, and it just it's a, it feels exciting. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm thankful. For I'm looking at you here. I'm thankful for your first words to me as we talked. That excitement and that yeah. fervor that you had. That kind of fervor. Stuff. fervor. I still have what it. What does fervor mean? It's excitement. It's, it's excitement. It's like jingling. Yeah. Okay. Dingling. Dingling. I like jingling. Yeah, so I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for all of our dolls because the dolls that I've met so many times at bars or out on a walk or literally in the shopping market and just, <laughs> yeah. The, what, Not the shopping market. The shopping, and you know, All right, this one is getting carried away no, at the shopping market. And someone will just say like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I really love it. I really love what you're that doing. That right over her head. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact you just called Publix a shopping market. Shopping market. I was actually calling the Trader Joe's shopping area the shopping oh, market. Oh, the shopping market. Because yeah. there were many um, shops and I didn't know how to uh -huh. call it, so okay. anyway. Okay, Ms. Okay, Mary. next. All right, next. <laughs> I guess Lynn will be next. Let's just go down the table. <laughs> that just cracks me up the shopping market. Uh, I am grateful for, gosh, everything. I really, really am. I'm grateful to be here with you guys tonight. Um, I yeah. think this is just an incredible, incredible concept that you guys are only going to grow the more and more and more, even on your hiatus when people watch. Mm -hmm. Listen. And I'm grateful that there are people like you all who want to have kikis, who want to communicate and have conversations because that's how we're going to continue this movement because it is a movement, let's face it, and, and we're all a part of it, and it's very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for my family. Um, in 2020, my sister went through a bout of colon cancer. Oh, no. The worst thing in the world is to not scary. to be able to hug someone that you love and they've been to chemo, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that mm. was just so trying emotionally for me. And I think I didn't realize until after it was over, cause you know, you're not the one that's with, you know, you're not the one with the cancer. You're not the one going and getting chemo and radiation. Mm -hmm. So you kind of level off your selfishness. Mm -hmm. And then after it was over, it was just, I was like, wow, what was that, yeah. you know? Um, and so I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, the empathy that I see people having and teaching these days because mm -hmm. empathy and sympathy are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so when I listen to my friends who are parents and my siblings who are parents and my coworkers, the teaching of empathy to their kids these days, the lessons that they're garnering and how they're asking things and how they want to teach about differences of all sorts, yeah. but also blend everything they do with love. And that, that gives me hope. So much, so much, so much hope. Um, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the message that's come out of everything that we've been through as humans because 
let's face it, that was a worldwide thing. Like yeah. it wasn't just us. It was everyone. It was everyone. And if that doesn't bind us together as humans, I don't know what it, what will. Um, but it was gr- it was incredible to see everyone around the world, even last year, mm-hmm. making mar- doing marches, making signs, making ads, all this, all this, th- all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, this this is the human race. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're doing. We're mm-hmm. good, and we're gonna be good. We're yeah. gonna be better, I think. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Grateful for hope. That's a good thing to be grateful for. Yeah. Inherently good for sure. Um, I will also echo the sentiment that I am hopeful um, for the future and I'm thankful um, that I had, you know, been a part of this podcast. I've learned so much. I've been able to ask the stupid questions um, publicly because I know it's one of those things. If I have that question, Somebody then else. somebody so else does, do. right? Yep. You know, um, and then you know, I've also, of course, I'm not thankful for COVID, but there were some things that were beautiful that came out of COVID, and one of the one of those is, you know, I always refer to the book, the what's it called, the simple act of giving a fuck. What is it called? The, oh, the, the subtle the, the art, the art, the art, subtle art of, of giving of not giving of not giving a fuck. And that what what COVID has taught me is how to put that book into practice. Uh huh. Re it, and all it, it's an easy it's, it's an easy book. It's reevaluating what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. What right. is your pri- what do you give a fuck about? Because there's a lot in life that you, you don't need to give a fuck mm-hmm. about. You know what I mean? That it shouldn't affect you. Should yeah. roll off your back. Should like a you know roll off like a duck's back. But in, <laughs> what is it? Like water off the water off a duck. Off a duck. <laughs> Obviously, I don't, I'm not very prepared for this. Um, but I think that that's all super important because if. COVID has taught you, hasn't taught you that your life can change in an instant and the people that you love might not be around you in an instant, then I don't know what will. Yeah. yeah. That last chapter in that book is lead your life in the light of your death effectively. <laughs> and it's yeah, basically. Yeah, you were saying some real oh, crazy yeah. things about I that was, when we started this podcast. I did because yeah. that book is an inspiration to me because basically once you stare your death in the face and say, hey, I am going to die and I'm X years old and I got this yes. much time. What am I going to do with my time? Yeah. It's a very sobering moment yeah. mm-hmm. and it can give you a lot of purpose if you're willing to be brave enough and do it. And we're, we're getting to do that in 2021. And, and, people, yeah. and people automatically assume that you're going to be 80, 90, 100 before, when you die. Yeah. We could walk outside right now and die, right? Absolutely. So you never know and how I'd long you And I'd be proud that we had just damn recorded this Damn episode. right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. and, and you know what? Our last one. <laughs> and, and you know, I want to say this because I've, I've, she's special to me. Um, Jovita Moore just passed away. Yes, yeah, she weekend. did. She was a a, 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 a a news anchor on one of our local stations, and I remember when I moved to Atlanta, it was one. She was one of the first faces I I, I knew, and it was so heartbreaking to see that she had passed away. But it gives you an example at fifty four. She's oh, what so. a wonderful woman yeah, she, she was. She I was had... Atlanta community. Yeah, she like. was. She was like Atlanta's like the well, queen. Like, yeah, she yeah. was a queen. Yeah, so crazy. She was yeah. so involved in the community and the nonprofit sector and. And what a joy to have a life yeah. that is so yes. well led, mm-hmm. you know, yes. which should be an inspiration to us yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Miss Dante. Oh, wow. oh child. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dante, child. What are you thankful for as we sit in this? Honestly, wrap to, up season one, make say, it good. <laughs> I guess I'm wrapping up the season. <laughs> to say that I'm thankful for COVID 2020, 2021 would be an understatement of how I really feel. COVID for me was so necessary. I feel like we were running up in a place in society to where we were just moving without thinking, 
not conscious of our actions, conscious of what we were doing, conscious of what we were saying, and conscious of our community. And it really forced everyone to shut the fuck up and sit down and look at themselves in the mirror and say, what's actually happening? What is my life? What makes me happy? What makes me sad? I asked myself all of these questions last year, and all those questions that I was asking have been answered not only by this podcast, by my community, by my state, by my nation, by the world, and continue to be answered in various ways that make sense, that are finally making sense, I would say. Like, we are on the cusp of something great and we don't even realize it yet. Like, we are, on the, we are the face of a breakthrough in society, whether it is social issues, whether it is economic issues, financial issues, government issues, political issues, everything is about to change from the way we know it to be. And without last year, it wouldn't have happened. Thankfully, it happened during an election year because it really forced everyone to ask questions that really matter. People are caring about stuff that really counts. Mm -hmm. Things we just took for granted for so long. Stability that we took for granted. People who had privilege lost it last year. It was the first time we had to think of, you're one of them. Having that stability and being in corporate America, you lost it for a second. It caused you to look at yourself. Is that what I really want? Is that what makes me happy? People whose lives were surrounded by their social spheres lost that. They have to think about what about me is honest, what about me is true. This podcast did that for some of us in our experiences. The thoughts and opinions we thought we had that made so much sense, we questioned them and changed the way we think. Looking at the two of you and looking at myself, the way we process issues has changed so much. So I'm thankful for change. I'm thankful that I was able to participate in it, that I continue to be able to participate in it, and that I provide insight for people who may not know what they are thinking or what they don't understand, you know? I'm just happy. This Gay Lido season one has been something so beautiful, and if you stay tuned, season two is gonna be even better. We have some great things coming. Our family's expanding. We're adding some new faces, some that I think are very necessary, that you all may not even realize you needed, but you're gonna get. There's going to be a lot of belly laughs, a lot of tears (laughs) shed. There's going to be a lot of arguments to have. But all of it's going to make something so beautiful and something so necessary for who we are as a society. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would would encourage you dolls, as you're listening to this, we're headed right into Thanksgiving. So this will release right before that. It's actually releasing... Are right at our birthday time um, and um, right before Thanksgiving. So I would encourage you, I guess our, I'm, I'm grabbing your call to Kiki. My, to... my, my last call to Kiki, bitch. <laughs> my last call to Kiki, asshole. It's okay. It's my show. No, it's, it's our not, show. Not your show. It's our it's show. My show. It's actually our doll bitch, show. Bitch, quit. It's our doll show because uh-huh. we do this for you, honestly, and we've, we've shared that with you before. Um, this, uh, I would encourage you to think about what you are thankful for as you think about not just the year, like a regular Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. think of it from that whole time of what the pandemic and its associated change has done for you and how you have your life has been better for it. And share that with your friends. Question everything. I encourage everyone to question everything. Everything you think makes even a little bit of sense, question it. You're gonna find the answer that means the most to you. Don't be afraid to face the things that fear you fear most. Because I promise you, once you uncover those things, life is going to become so much more beautiful and make so much more sense to you. And I I tell people all the time now, because I learned it myself, do not be afraid to be at rest. Yes. Do not be afraid to be at rest. It will bring you to a different place. Sometimes people have to practice it to totally get it and Mm -hmm. to get in that. 
But don't be afraid to rest. You, child, you better let them know. Child. Silence is really good. Mm-hmm. It it's really beautiful. Is. There's a beauty Silence in it. is not always deadly. <laughs> oh, look at us. We're all like, and then, and then, but I will tell you this when you do have a silent time, why don't you listen to the dose? <laughs> that, is that is not silent. Fill it with the dose. No, I'm my I loud would, ass. I would encourage you, dolls, though. We, we are very excited about the season and we're going to focus a lot on, on our value of fun, which is great. Ooh, um, can I come back? Please. Oh, yes. Please. But we, uh, I'll bring the drinks. <laughs> I like tequila on the rocks, honey. But we, uh, Get us a sponsor. We would say, if you go, go through, <laughs> your girl, if you go through and listen to um, any, if you look at any of the titles, I will tell you that there are just some really meaningful discussions and dialogues that go way back. Wait a you minute. Get some of those right? real fun and talking ones. about them, I want the three of us, what is your favorite episode, Hamu? Oh, yes. don't put me on the spot. You go first. Oh, Ooh, that's tough. My favorite one is the episode about a dose of Jamaican pride because that one mm. really opened our eyes to our privilege that we didn't realize we Absolutely. have here in America. Ooh, yes. I cried in that one. You, you cried in a lot of them, girl. <laughs> there were a lot of tears. <laughs> but that, no, that episode a lot of sweat. Really, it opened our eyes to the privilege we have here. Like, there are people who face death for literally expressing the way they feel about another human. Absolutely. Like, while we talk about the things that are holding us back here in America, it's not as bad as they mm -hmm. have it in other places no. in the world today. So that's why that was my favorite episode. What about you, Miss Thing? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I learned the most on a dose of trans with Avery. Aww, and I awesome. thought she was fantastic. And last but hey, not girl. least, Helmut Lucerno Domogolski. <laughs> this is hard because I literally, so I have this weird belief. I got to say, explain it. I, I really feel like there's something I learned from every guest at some level. Mama, whether this is not I know, the question. I know. But I love all the lessons. <laughs> I love all I, the lessons. He's, run, he's running um, for politics I soon. actually think that the Todrick Hall one, because it was completely out of left field. Um, it was, I mean, <laughs> Bennett like stirs up some shit online and boom, we have this, this gentleman really speaking did. to us. I love and what, it. And what I love yeah. the most about it is that I have forever struggled with the racism that is in the gay culture. And I felt like the questions we got to ask him and what he shared about our exposure to the internet and what, mm -hmm. like, it was just, it was perfectly it just, it opened my mind and it went boom, right? And it just told me, wow, you know, the thinkers across the U.S., the different yeah, gay yeah. thinkers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If we can have more of these dialogues, yeah. um, we are just only going to continue to make it better. So he just, it was a living testament yeah. to me of, I had no idea the depth that that gentleman oh, yeah. was going to give mm -hmm. us. And it was, it was great, yeah. And that's so interesting too, because it's really all about what we talked about is the emergence of different cultures via allyship and that's you got to see that and mm -hmm. then if you think about entertainers right now with that little nas x took it to a whole other level i am so yes. thankful for him honey so, so when is he coming right. on the podcast yeah <laughs> he might, he might, Listen, he the bars these boys set for me <laughs> yeah we should have gotten his old town role here because he's listen real now. But, listen aim high so you know they, i think of what you guys have just said in terms of your favorite different episodes mm -hmm. and I, I want you to be proud of what you've accomplished with this. A whole okay? year. Okay, a whole year. A long year. Yeah. It's a lot, right? And, and we're all big personalities. And we're all very different in, in some ways. And and very similar in Child. others. Yes, very I, similar I told Helmut, we butt helds a lot because we are, 
we butt heads a lot because there we have a lot in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think a lot the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I guess I'm the different bitch, huh? <laughs> well, we have, I get along well, with you. Well, we come at it different ways. We come at it different ways, though. Which yes, is part we do. Of the right. beauty. You should see the off-camera moments. They're good. Oh, Lord. yeah. <laughs> Were you gonna see more of those next season? They are good, y'all. They really <laughs> those will be on camera. Good. Well, True. you know, as we oh. close this thing out, are you gonna do the closing, our final closing? Oh, well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna first say thank you so yes. much oh, for you joining us. Oh, you are so welcome. I love you. Speaking of allies and champions. I love you, love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. To get our mucho. I love you guys. We wouldn't be here if we hadn't no. had your support. So thank you. Yes. Oh, wow. That's something That's else. True. Before he closes this thing out, one last time, I'm going to encourage everyone to check us out at thegaylitos.com on every social media platform at the Galitos Pod and anywhere you listen to podcasts during our hiatus by giving us a five-star review, telling us what your favorite episode is, and posting about it on your Instagram stories. And, and be sure to, us. And we're going to interact with you, you dolls a little bit more next season too. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be fun. So expect a lot. Uh, we're excited to bring it. Enjoy the break. Enjoy the old episodes. And I remind you, once you've learned to love yourself, we need you to learn to love everyone else. Cheerio. Cheerio. Bye. Logging off in one, two, three.